right, a little review of last week, just a little bit of humor for you. If you're joining us for the first time this morning, or if you're back after being away for a while, we're in week two of our study that has started in Romans chapter 12. And uh, if you want to pick up notes, there's some up here on each side of the stage. There's also notes back there at the uh, Welcome Center. And uh, be sure you grab some notes. If you're back this week and you missed last week, I'll give you one more explanation. We've changed the format of our notes uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we've had some people saying that they would like a way to keep the notes together, to archive them in some way. And so we've made them a little bit larger and we've hole punched them for you so you can put them in a binder. And Pam bought some binders actually. And I think we have one left. They're like six bucks if you want to pick that last binder up. And it's just a great way to keep your notes together. And then also on the back of your notes, this was our other reason for changing the format. On the back of the notes, there's discussion questions. And these are for our groups that are studying Romans and going a little bit different, uh, going a little bit deeper. But if you're not in a group, you could use these questions for discussing what we talked about on Sunday with your family. You could use them over a Sunday lunch if you go out with some friends. Uh, or you could just use them in your personal devotional time uh, while you're just uh, going a little bit deeper and thinking about what we talked about. So uh, those are there. Uh, last week, we ended with this, and I asked you to say this out loud. I'm going to ask you this morning to read this off the screen this morning. This is what this whole series is about. Would you read this with me? I've been transformed by love. Now I transform the world with love. I'm a transformer. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a transformer. All right, be a transformer. And last week we talked about Romans 12, 1 and 2 and what transformation looks like, how we partner with God in the process of transformation. And today we're going to see that transformed people have been gifted by God to minister to others. And I think uh, for some of us this morning we're going to find that there's a big aha light bulb that lights up above your head. And I hope that happens for lots of us this morning. Let me tell you a little story about uh, my first ministry job right out of Bible college. I was 24 years old, and uh, I took a job in a big church in Boise, Idaho. It's where I met my wife, and I actually found this picture this week. Uh, this is the first picture. Let me tell you, I miss my hair. I, I miss my hair. I think that's the first picture anybody ever took of, of Chris and me. I think we weren't even dating at that point, and that hot dress she's wearing was the choir uniform for our, for our choir. And anyway, different days. But um, this was, uh, my first job was, was in Boise and, and a big church, and, and I, was, I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I'd graduated from Bible college. I thought I knew it all. How many of you remember when you first graduated from college and you thought you knew it all? And then you found out they left out a whole bunch of stuff, right? Uh, I, I, you know, I learned a lot about the Bible. I learned a lot about music. I had a double major, so I was getting all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and so I went into my first job 
Uh, and, and it was a church that hired people to do everything, you know? So we had a giant staff that I think we had like five janitors on staff in this church, you know, full-time employees. And, and I was the music director. And so uh, I, I just felt like I had to do everything because that was the model of ministry that we were following was that the employees do all the work of the ministry. And, I, and, and so one of the things that I struggled with in that first ministry job was just making simple phone calls to ask people to help me to do something. I, I was just paralyzed asking for help because I felt like it was my job. Well, I didn't last very long in that job because I literally just burned myself out because I was completely ill-equipped to lead well. And then a few years later, I began to study Ephesians chapter 4, and this is in your notes and it's up on the screen here for you this morning. And these few verses from Ephesians 4 rocked my world and rocked my understanding of leadership. This is what we read. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. These are gifts of leadership that Jesus gives the church. And then the next verse tells us what their responsibility is. Their responsibility, the the responsibility of the leaders, is to equip who? God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body, body of Christ. These verses began to rock my world because I thought that I was hired by this church to be a ministry doer. And what I found out was I really should have been hired to be a ministry equipper. You know why? Because what these verses says is that it's your responsibility to do all the work of the ministry, not mine. My job as a leader is just to equip everybody else to do the work of the ministry. And once I began to understand this principle of leadership, everything changed for me. And so this morning, what I want you to know today, more than anything else, if you don't remember anything else when you leave today, I want you to know this. Connect Church needs you. Connect Church needs you. Let me ask you this. Do you know where you fit in this strange, wackadoo, wonderful family of what we affectionately call connectors. Do you know where you fit in here? Do you know what your ministry gifts are? Maybe you don't even have a clue. Do you know how to use your gifts and your ministry talents to minister to others uh, that are sitting in these chairs? This is what we're going to be talking about this week. It's what we're going to be talking about next week as well as we take the next step in Romans chapter 12. So let's dive in. If you've got your Bibles, you want to, might want to open up to Romans chapter 12. Or these verses will be up on the screen as well. But uh, here's what we read. We're picking up in verse 3 where we left off last week. Here's what Paul says to the church in Rome. He says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you're better than you really are. Uh, Yeah, ouch. You might want to turn to your neighbor and say, Don't think you're better than you really are. (laughs) That's an ouch, isn't it? (laughs) Paul goes on. He says, be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. 
Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. He goes on. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We're going to stop reading there. We'll pick up in just a moment. But I want to make a couple of observations. And if you're taking notes, you can jot these things down. First of all, I want you to know every Christian has gifts for ministry. Every Christian has gifts for ministry. And you might not be aware of that, or you might, you might be new to church, you might be new to connect, and you think that they, they just pay me to do everything, okay? I want you to know God has given you, if you're, a, if you're a Christian, and if you're a connector, God has given you gifts that are important to serve in this church body, okay? Second thing I want you to jot down is this. My gifts are different than your gifts. And we should all say, thank God for that. Because if everybody had a teaching gift, none of us would ever get to go to lunch, okay? And uh, so my gift is different than yours. And this is what Paul says, thirdly, on your notes. We have to evaluate our gifts and abilities with brutal honesty. We have to evaluate our gifts and our abilities with brutal honesty. And this is kind of a tough one, right? Uh, I've been in, in... pastoral leadership for many years and I've noticed that uh, one of the things that happens in churches a lot of times is is people seem to really want to be in ministries that that are in front of people okay but the reality is not everybody has a gift of teaching not everybody has a gift of singing we've got great musicians and 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 the music this morning was just awesome but not everybody is gifted to be a singer, right? And, and I, I did music ministry for many years. And I can remember when somebody would come to me and they'd say, Pastor Russ, I, I just feel like I just really want to sing with the band. And, 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 and I'd say, well, have you ever, you know, do you have any music experience? Well, no, but um, the, the, the guy that sits in front of me says I have a good voice. And, you know, and he's probably wanting to move you out of your seat and onto the stage. So, no, I'm, ju- I'm just teasing but not everybody is a singer, right? Your gifts are not the same as mine and, 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 and you have a unique function, but it might not be a visible gift. It might be a behind the scenes gift, but that doesn't mean that your gift isn't as important as mine. Everybody's gift is important is what Paul is trying to get us to see here. Every gift is important and every gift is valuable. And another thing that I, I want us to highlight here, and we really haven't read about this yet, but this is kind of goes with our topic today. The last thing you can write down in this section is this. Not everyone can always be the leader. Not everyone can always be the leader. And this is a really important principle. If there were no followers, nobody could lead. And, and let me just be really honest with you here. I love leaders who know how to follow. I love leaders who know how to follow because usually they become really great leaders. One of the things that I observed about Scott Morales, um, and I'm going to pick on you just a little bit, Scott, I didn't warn you, but one of the things I really liked about Scott is about four or five years ago, he began to play with the Connect Church band, and I can remember the first Sunday that he showed up and he was playing bass with our band, and John Christ was our music director in those days, many of you remember John, uh, great worship leader. And, and Scott was playing, and I didn't know Scott at all, but I'm, I'm listening to him play bass, and I'm, I'm like my jaw is on the floor. This guy is so good, right? 
And as I got to know Scott after a little while, I found out that this is a guy who has a lot of leadership experience. He's led bands. He, he plays uh, in a couple of bands that he leads all over the valley for years and years. He's a very, very skilled leader. And I watched him follow a different leader for quite a long period of time. And he, he, he would do whatever he was asked. He would just submit to the leadership of John. And it was awesome to watch. And I realized this is somebody that knows what leadership is because he knows how to follow, right? You know what I'm talking about? And, and the reality is not everybody can be the leader all the time. Even if you're better than the person who's leading, not everybody can always be the leader all the time. So, um, in your homework this week, and I'm skipping ahead just a little bit, uh, I'm going to ask you to read a parallel passage to Romans 12 in 1 Corinthians. And in these two chapters I'm going to ask you to read this week, it expands a little bit about what Paul says here in Romans about spiritual gifts. So I hope you'll read those two chapters from 1 Corinthians this week. Now, uh, one of the things that, that wasn't highlighted in the video is a really important part of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there's a portion there that says, now, the I can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Okay, and it's a metaphor for when somebody in the church says, um, you know, Dwight, we really love having you here at, at Connect, but buddy, we don't need what you have to offer here. I quit. Now, so see what happened? Did you hear what he said? He said, I quit, all right? Well played, Dwight. I didn't even coach him on that. But can you imagine what happens when we say to one another, I don't need you? But, but it happens all the time in churches because somebody gets feeling insecure or somebody thinks that somebody's trying to encroach on their territory or whatever. The reality is God created us with gifts and we need one another. Here's the big idea for you this morning. The big idea is this. We need every part of the body to function well. We need every part of the body to function well. Or let me just translate that metaphor for you. Here's the translation. Connect Church is healthiest when every connector is using their gifts in ministry. We are healthiest when everyone is using their gifts in ministry. Now remember, Paul started by telling us that we have to evaluate our own gifts with brutal honesty, and we're going to keep reading now back to Romans chapter 12. Verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So now he starts talking about these gifts. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, next week, we're going to talk about what each one of these gifts is. I'm going to give you definitions, and we're going to unpack all of this stuff. But today, I just want to focus on one of these leadership gifts before we turn a little bit of a corner. And I want to talk today about leadership briefly, all right? Uh, if you're taking notes, here's a good definition of leadership. Leadership is a spiritual gift that becomes evident 
when people start following you. Now, that's a very simplistic definition, but I worded it very carefully. Leadership is a spiritual gift that becomes evident when people start following you. Leadership, here's a couple things I want you to know about leadership. Leadership is not having a title. There are lots of people in the world that have titles, but they're terrible leaders. And I'm not going to ask you to shout names from the audience because I'm certain there would be one that would surface above them all. But we're not going to go there. But it's not about having a title. It's about leading people well. It's about attracting followers and and being effective in that way. It's good leadership is not about having power or authority, but it's all about the influence to gather followers. Leadership is all about influence. Um, Every once in a while, I have somebody that comes to me and and, and says to me, Pastor Russ, I, I just really feel like my husband should be an elder at Connect Church. And I say, well, that's fine. Um, is your husband a leader? Oh, yes, he's a great leader. And I say, well, what does he lead? Well, he doesn't really lead anything, but I think he's really spiritual. And, 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 and you know, that's not necessarily your husband's gift, okay? Your gift is leadership if you're having the influence to gather people and to lead them well. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes about leadership is this. He who leadeth when nobody followeth just goeth for a nice walk. And uh, it's really true. So here at Connect Church, we, we uh, recognize leaders who are able to influence people, who lead by serving, and who are passionate about developing teams of people to do the work of the ministry which goes right back to that, those verses from Ephesians 4 that I started with this morning. So today, for the rest of our time, what I'd like to do is this. I want to introduce to you all of the leaders here at Connect Church who are leading ministry teams. So those of you that are leading ministry teams, would you go to your tables around the room? And, and I want everybody to get to know you. And then uh, the reason we're doing this is because many of you this morning, you're connectors, but you haven't yet joined a ministry team. I want you to, to uh, meet our leaders of all of our teams here this morning. And uh, I, I'm hoping that when they share a little bit of the needs that we have here on their teams, that maybe you'll say, hey, that sounds like how I'm gifted. And each of these leaders is standing at a table and they have papers there with information about, uh, about those ministries and what they're looking for on their teams. Because let me tell you, every single one of our teams needs volunteers and there are some teams that have no leaders. So uh, this is going to be entertaining, I can tell you already. Dean's going to be the microphone runner this morning, okay? Now, let me tell you a little bit about how we're structured here at Connect. Uh, We have five major areas of, of ministry here at Connect, and all of our other ministries become parts of those five. And then we have central services, which is like administration and that sort of stuff. So we have weekend services, we have groups, we have kids, we have youth, and we have mission. And then central services is what just kind of facilitates everything. So I want to unpack each of these, each of these teams, all right? On our, on our weekend services team, we have a whole bunch of 
teams that make up weekend services. Go ahead to that next slide, Jess, if you would, please. Scott Morales, you're first on the list. Scott is our, our worship arts leader. He leads the band. He's also responsible for sound. Sadie is back there doing sound this morning. And, uh, and, and we need more people in this area of ministry. What are you looking for, Scott? Uh, we, we would like an experienced sound tech, if anybody knows anything about that, experienced, because I don't really have the time to train somebody right now, but mm-hmm. if we get an experienced sound tech, then it would also be great to have them train one or two guys under them. Absolutely. And, uh, and then, um, I mean, I need to ask Jess about this, but not so much the projection. That's a Jess thing, right? She's going right. to talk Jess about that? Right, Jess is going to talk about Good. that. All right, I don't have to talk about that. Um, and then we need uh, somebody that's experienced with lights also. That would be great. If anybody knows anything about stage lighting, we just That'd don't have stuff. all the stuff you see right here. Yep. We really yeah. need people in that area. So give it up for Scott Morales. He's an excellent leader. And run the, yeah, run the mic back to Jess. Jess Gower is the leader of our team for projection. And uh, we love Jess. And we're looking for some more volunteers for this team. Tell us a little bit about the responsibilities, Jess, that projectionists do on, on the weekends. Uh, the biggest responsibility that comes up is you've got to be here on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock to practice with the band and make sure that the slides are in smoothly. And then show up at about 8 o'clock on Sunday and stay here for both services and run everything and not have a break for, like, coffee or talking. or It's a big sacrifice. Okay, everybody really say to Jess, oh. <laughs> it is a big responsibility, and I it's really huge. appreciate our volunteers that, that work in that area of, of ministry. And Jess is, our, is leading really well. So thank you, Jess. Did you I, have need, I need about probably three or four people. Who are really interested. Okay. So there's an area you could volunteer for. And Jess will be up here at this front table when we're done here. Section host. This is something that we don't talk about very often. But Ben Siskoyas is standing right back there. And he's the leader of our section host ministry. Section hosts are people. These are people that are seated in each one of our four sections. And they have the responsibility of knowing people who sit regularly in their section. Now, I know some of you like to mix it up to confuse the section hosts, okay? And some of you do that deliberately, I know that. Uh, But they have the responsibility for just caring for the people in each section for both services, or for each service. Ben, we need more section hosts. What what are you looking for? Yeah, we need about like four or five people just just to come and make others feel welcome, especially new people. Um, new Christians and just people who've been here for a long time just really make them feel connected to this church community. So, And that would be so helpful. And Ben is a great leader, and Ben will train you on exactly what you need to do. But if you just love people and want to help make people feel welcome in your section, you would be a great fit. Thank you, Ben. Give it up for Ben, would you? Jim and Debbie Laramore are the leaders of our hospitality. They are the leaders of the team that comes and makes coffee and gets the donuts ready. I mean, is there a more important ministry at Connect than hospitality? Probably not. So, Livermore, not Laramore. Did I say Laramore? Yeah. It's because oh, yeah, it's so confusing. We have Laramores and Livermores, and both of them are Debbies. So I apologize, Debbie Livermore. What are you looking for in your team? We need um, about four people uh, to serve once service a month. Uh, I need one person in the early service and three more in the after or late service. So that, um, and I can explain to you what 
time and everything if you come and talk to me. Absolutely. So. And you're going to be at one of the tables right back there, yes. right? So this is not a huge commitment because it's just one service once a month that you'd be serving. This is great entry level if you're not sure you really want to serve at Connect, uh, but you just want to get your feet wet. This would be a great place to do it. And it uh, and, and just, we really need people. So uh, Livermore's have been serving for a couple of years and doing a great job. So would you thank them also for their leadership? My wife, Chris, is the leader of the Greeters Ministry. These are the people out front. What are we looking for, Chrissy? Um, we're going to be, we usually have two people on the door, but we're kind of needing three. We have a lot of new people coming that moms need to be checked in and littles and showing them around. And so we're going to try to up it to three greeters per service. And so I just need a heap of people who love people. And if you can memorize names, that's even better. But I'll take whoever if you just love people and you're outgoing. And so, yeah, I just, whoever would love to, I'd love to have you on my team. We and have again, some people that have and been again, for one, years. One service a month, One right? service a month. Yep. Yep. So that would not be a terrible sacrifice for somebody that wanted no, to jump but in. but we have people who go on vacation, and so we need to fall back on some others too, or alternates or whatever, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Give my wife a big hand. And Dwight is representing our parking connectors because Scott, I think Scott is hunting this weekend. Is that yes. what he's doing? All right, yeah. slacker. Um, <laughs> just kidding. And uh, Dwight quit this morning, as you saw. So this will be Dwight's last Sunday. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dwight, what, tell us a little bit about parking connectors. Um, we're going to find some, anybody we can and work them to death. That's what we're doing. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's kind of fun, I think. You know, it's, it's not as fun in the winter, but um, it's a great time to greet everybody as they come in. We, I really don't feel it's parking. Everybody kind of knows where they're going, but it gives us a chance just to, you know, tell jokes, laugh at one another, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. But we could use anybody, and I couldn't tell you, we're right now probably twice a month because we don't have many we're working but if we get more it'd be once a month probably also so that would be great we want four we need four Sonny is saying we need four volunteers for that ministry yeah okay that would be great thank you Dwight give Dwight a hand would you please all right our second big area of ministry is groups and Cooper and Desiree McCann lead this one and uh, in this area, we've got a number of different kinds of groups, relationships-oriented, learning-oriented, and then also our prayer group is a part of this area of ministry. But Cooper, tell us what we're looking for for groups. Um, we're just looking for some people to either be a group leader, really more just a facilitator to gather people together and enjoy life. Um, people to host, you know, some people don't have a big enough house that they'd love to leave, so people that have a big enough area to say, come use our house and have fun. Um, and we're going to roll out people that just want to teach, you know, a specific Bible study or topic, but a shorter class just to teach, um, kind of like school, though we don't want to say that. <laughs> and we're looking for somewhere between five and, you know, 500 people. So everyone pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I just want to highlight, Cooper, one of the things that would be really helpful, we have some gifted group leaders that don't have large homes. And so sometimes groups get too large and, and we have to cap it because the facility is too small. So if you've got a home and you wouldn't mind hosting, but you don't want to lead, that could be a great blessing. So talk to Cooper if that would be something you could do. And then Linda Dykstra leads our prayer ministry. Gosh, this is an important part of Connect Church. 
And, uh, and this is a good group, but boy, we need more people to volunteer to serve in prayer. Yes, we've really been praying that Connect will become a house of prayer. And so there's many arms of prayer ministry, and it's not like you have to be just committed to every week. Uh, but we have uh, every Sunday night, we take all the cards that everyone turns in, and we actually pray over your prayer request. Mm-hmm. And we've seen many, many answers to prayer, and it's so encouraging. And we have pre-service prayer at 815. And I'm going to tell you today, we had church before church even started. The Holy Spirit was there. Uh, he moved, and uh, it was such a wonderful time. It really was. If you want to experience the presence of God, come and pray with us. Uh, some of the arms of the prayer ministry that have been on hold is uh, uh, just emailing everyone, uh, anyone who wants to prayer requests so they can pray over them over the week. And then also another area of the prayer ministry is if you're interested in calling people if they would like prayer when they write a prayer request, we would like an army of people to be able to do that too. So there are lots of opportunities uh, for the Spirit of God to move through you. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. So even if you can't come on Sunday afternoons, they could serve in prayer ministry. We just need to know people that have that that gift, really. Yes. Yes. Okay, give Linda a hand, would you? I, I, just, I just can't even tell you. I had a conversation this l- last week with my friend Dan Serdahl, and he was relaying another conversation, and he said to me, we've been having conversations in our church out in Washington with people who have been telling us lately, I pray for you every day. And Dan said, I can't tell you, Russ, how encouraging that is because I'm so aware that I don't pray enough. And... Um, and and I'm getting goosebumps right now because I'm in the same boat. I know I don't pray enough and I depend on people to hold my arms up like Joshua held up Moses' arms. And so prayer ministry is critical at Connect. So that might be a place that you could, you could serve. Let's talk about kids' ministry. Um, boy, we have a good leader in our kids' ministry area. Karen Siskoyas, she has... Uh, Karen has turned our kids' ministry upside down, and I am just so happy. And you can see here that we've got a bunch of different teams, Kids Security, Pet Shop, Alpine, Jungle, Big City, and then on Wednesdays, we've got Tweens and Littles, and you see the ones that don't have names. These are teams, these are classrooms that don't have leaders, so there's big needs here. Karen, tell us a little bit more about uh, what's required of somebody that volunteers for kids' ministry. Well, in kids' ministry, we have a whole bunch of different levels of leadership. One of the things that we really need is a hall monitor, just someone to be in the hallway during the service so that if teachers are in the rooms by themselves, they can escort to the kids to the bathroom and back or to their parents or go get the parents. That would really be helpful. Then we have teachers' helpers. You don't have to teach. You can just come in and help the teacher with the activities with the games and play, you know, play with the kids. And then there's teachers. We're, need, we're needing teachers, people who can come in and um, work on the lessons a little bit during the week and represent the gospel to our kids. And the program that we have right now is The Story, and we just love it. It's by Zonder Kids. And so that would be awesome. Our pet shop, Becca Birkenpass, 
is the one who takes care of the littles. We call her the baby whisperer. And, she's um, awesome. She, yep. She's on a retreat this weekend. So we need people who can snuggle and change diapers and, and sing and, and hold the babies. And then we have the twos and threes, which is Alpine Lodge. And they have a little bit of a lesson, and they love Play-Doh. And then we have uh, Jungle, and that is Amanda over here. Yep. And that's the fours and fives and sixes. And they have a little bit more of a lesson and more activities. We're getting into the more challenging ages. Uh-huh. And then Big City is mine, and we go from second grade all the way up to fifth and sometimes higher. And so if you just want to be a helper, that would be awesome. If you want to come in and be a check-in person, that would be perfect. We have so many needs in the kids' ministry. I'm not going to say we need four people because we need a whole lot more than four. We need lots of people. Yes. Now, one of the things we were talking about, Karen, that I think it's important for people to know is uh, this doesn't require a lot of prep time. Am I, am I understanding correctly? Not really, no. So uh, our lessons are well prepared. The crafts yes. are all prepared ahead of time. So somebody who volunteers, it's not difficult. It's, it's, last week, Sonny was saying, it's a commitment, and it is. We need you to be committed, but it's really not difficult, right? No, thank you for reminding me. Another thing that we have been doing, which is just genius, is uh, Sarah Zocker is really into crafts. And so she, where is she? Okay. Sarah. Yeah. Yay, Sarah. So Sarah prepares our crafts. For two classrooms every single week. Sarah is also a doctor of physics, so the crafts are really cool. (laughs) Uh, They are awesome. And Sarah and I have talked about this. If I had to do the crafts, it would take me 10, 15 hours. That's because you're not a doctor of physics. Yeah. Yeah. But if I do the lesson, it's, it's not hard. Whereas if she had to do the lesson, it's not physics, so it would be a little more difficult. So if you're into crafts... Boy, we could use you. So that's another area I completely forgot to mention. So thank you. Awesome. Lots of needs there. Lots of needs. Uh, Pam is also part of that team, and she's looking for people to help with check-in. And so lots of places there. Uh, A major part of our ministry is youth ministry. And Josiah Rosa is not here, but here's his table. We have information here. Uh, Maybe, Susie, would you be willing to be here and, and represent for this morning? Um, and answer questions. Yes, thank you, Susie. I saw your arm pumping, so that's why I called you out. Uh, but if, if you've got kids that are interested in youth, that would be so great. And then mission. I am so excited about this. Uh, Pastor Dave Buller left us about a year and a half ago to move to Western Washington, and this has been the big black hole at Connect. And a couple of weeks ago, Tracy Jones stepped up and said she would be the leader of our mission and outreach ministries. So give Tracy a big hand. Uh, we talk a lot about the mission here, that our mission at Connect is to help people reconnect to God, but we haven't had a ministry team leader, and so we're going to be doing a lot more projects, and we're going to be a lot more effective in touching our community and our world, because Tracy is awesome, and uh, she's just starting in this ministry, so uh, we'll, we'll be kind of finding our way as we go, but I know you have lots of ideas that you want to share with people, Tracy. I do. I think when uh, when I came to Russ, I was like, I was I was emailing him. I'm like, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Why are we always giving money to people that, yeah, we see on video, but what about our community? 
and I get I get real emotional about this because these are this community is where we live. This is where we need to be outreaching to. So we met for coffee, and he's like, um, "What do you think about being a leader?" <laughs> you know, I didn't have to think about it real hard. Um, I've volunteered in the past um, in the community with Kiwanis, and it was like, "Wow, what an eye opener to what what a few people can do in our own community." Um, so I think some of our needs, yes, I'm hoping that we get to do projects. It's like it brings not only community in our church, we get to know each other, but we get to go out and we get to serve the people we live with. We get to show them the love of Jesus through us. It's not always by just giving some money and saying, here, I, I hope this helps you. Um, I love the fact that we can participate with HRDC. They do so many things in our community that, that we can be a part of. Um, food bank, Love Inc. Kristen Bird brought something for Love Inc. And it's like, to me, I don't want it sitting down there on the floor as, oh yeah, maybe we should give to this need. It needs to be prominent. It needs to be out there. We need to take home a flyer that says, this is what the needs are. And we need to bring it back. And it's, to me, it's participating. It's not just sitting back and being a, um, observer. We get to participate uh, we can serve at the community cafe. It's like, what a better way to go show somebody how much we love them by serving them. So we can also communicate and pray for all of our missionaries overseas. Russ gets letters all the time. What do we do with them? It's like, well, we need to get it out to everybody else here that these are the people that are out there doing the work that we necessarily can't go do. So we can pray for them. We can communicate with them. We can also assist in the current projects that we have. There's the shoeboxes, the angel tree, the Mexico mission trip. Um, we, can, we can uplift people in prayer for what, when they're going, and we can just help to uh, assist them in getting ready to go. Um, so I'm hoping, I just, I'm hoping that we just all get to come together and, and do some awesome things for our community. So there's going to be a line forming at your table, Tracy. I I'm sure certain. hope so. I hope so, too. Uh, you, Tracy is passionate, and I'm so excited for what we're going to see in the future because of Tracy's leadership. So thank you so much. Uh, let's wrap it up by talking about central services, our administrative uh, ministries. These are really important. Dean Siskoyas is in charge of leadership development, and so... Uh, Dean's doing such a great job, and we're looking for leaders. Any of these ministries that didn't have names attached to them, we need leaders. So if your gift is leadership, would you talk to Dean and let him know, I would love to serve leading a team. What, what am I missing, Dean? What can you fill in there? Well, uh, I'm one of those guys that holds up Russ's arms, and it's sometimes his arms get kind of heavy, so That's I need I'm leaders. That's why I'm We're just looking for leaders. We're looking for people to lead our, our leadership double shot, which happens every month. And it's in the morning and we have a breakfast and then we have like 20 minutes that you could teach. So if you have leadership skills for that, that'd be awesome. We also have, uh, if you need training for groups, if you'd like to lead a group and you'd like training, we can do that for you. Um, other things on here, if you want to just improve your leadership skills, and you want to learn how to apprentice and teach others to lead, that's what we're looking for. So come see me. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. Pass it off to Pam there, would you? Pam is my assistant, and she's awesome. And we can use some volunteers helping with office work. Right, Pam? 
Yes. Uh, when you guys fill out your connection cards, if you have updates, that sort of information, um, I could use a few people to help input that data, and and that's what helps us take care of you guys. So, Pam is awesome. Give her a hand, would you? So much of what happens around here is Pam, and uh, it's kind of a thankless job. So uh, I would really appreciate you if you'd go out of your way and say, Pam, thanks for punching holes in the notes every week. Those little things. I mean, it's a big job. Pam's awesome, and help would be great. We all know and love Sonny. He leads our, our cleaning crew, our maintenance crew, as well as Volunteer Connection. Uh, Sonny, you shared with us that our cleaning crew is really well-staffed, but that we need some people to help with outdoors in particular. Yeah, we need outdoor help. Winter's coming. We got a few things that need to be done around here. Uh, already got somebody coming to help me tomorrow to mow the yard, so that's good. And I will. I need some people in my cleaning team. They have functions they have to uh, attend, and I don't hold them back from attending that. I need about three fill-in volunteers for cleaning. That means you're getting your hands dirty. That means you have to clean toilets and you have to scrape up donuts and everything else. So if that suits your bill, that's fine. But the outside maintenance is not such a big thing, but it's kind of an on-call thing yeah. that you need need to be by the phone. I'll give you a th- few days' notice of what's happening, mostly on the weekends. I was thinking this morning, we need somebody with the ministry of Roundup to get out there in the parking lot. Well, I hope to take care of that this winter. <laughs> but a volunteer would be great, right, Sonny? I will t- we'll take care of that Monday. Okay, thank you. But man. anyway, if that fits your bill, that's fine. I'm okay. over here, and my cleaning team, if you see any of them, if you know them, Gary Schaefer, Tito, Steve Call, Dwight and Tracy, these Teddy are, and... These are people who have the gift of serving. Yes. They, they're here every Thursday night to clean this whole building. And they do an incredible job, as Pastor Russ. Yes, they do. Thank you so much, Sonny. Really, really appreciate it. Last one, and then we'll wrap this up. Kelly Stone has just stepped into leading our meals ministry. Right there. Kelly's with Sunny. All right. If you're available to cook a meal for somebody that has a baby, somebody that has a, a death in the family, that sort of thing, we need a fresh list of people that would be able to help people in our church uh, in that way. Let me give you some, some homework, and I'm going to let you go real quickly. Here's your homework. I want to encourage you this week, read all of 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, and learn a little bit more about spiritual gifts. And then we're going to be finishing up uh, next week on this topic. And then secondly, I want to challenge you to join a ministry team. If you're not serving Connect in ministry and this is your home church, come and find one of these leaders. There's pieces of paper that describe what the, what the duties are and, and we've given you an idea and we really hope that you'll serve. And lastly, if you're a leader, talk to Dean. Volunteer to lead. We need more leaders at Connect. We're going to pray, and then I'm going to turn you loose. I hope you'll find a leader, ask questions, sign up. There's sign-up sheets at each table, all right? So you can sign up right there, and thank you for being here. Jesus, we love you. This has been an awesome morning, and thank you for meeting us here. 
We ask for your blessing this week, and we pray that you will bless our leaders here at Connect and bless every person that serves in volunteering. Amen. 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 God bless you, everybody. Find a leader. Sign up to volunteer.